Yeah, crew. The Red Pill Resonance coming at you for Wednesday, December 13th. It's 444. And it's Bob Buddha. I'm here to explore something new over this. No ID beat that's the pursuing this. Marcy, me, just like G A Y dash Z said. Oh, I had to freaking mute it out so I could get over here. And you know what I'm about. Getting down deep to the cuticle I wanna focus this like the reticle Of a sniper rifle over at my adversary But I be shooting bullets that be kinda fucking scary For you that been on the other side of the deep state mind Brainwashing in due time You will understand what I'm saying with this divine Freestyle flow off the top of my mind And I say that it's kind Yeah that's right I be killing you, demolishing you with kindness And fucking you from behind with all this love, yo, you can fucking take it off and smell the glove. Oh, that's a fucking reference you don't know, but I gotta freaking make it go so ill, my bros. You know that it be like a mockumentary, but I'm trying to think of it and talk and see. It's intoxicating like I be. I'm not even sure how the recording is coming out so clearly. Really? Who? Do I think I'd be? I'm not any wiser than my man Jay-Z Yo, with my hat and down in the visor Keeping the sunshade low As I gotta freaking let y'all know I get emotional I guess that's why I shy away from all the real topics But the red pill makes me go directly towards the heat of the sun And now you motherfuckers looking down the barrel of a gun Who do you think I'd be? I'd just be a voodoo doll for you be picking at you, see, huh? And I thank my girl Eileen True for dropping 25 bucks at a tip site for you. It's truly, yeah, it'd be me. I say, Marcy, me. I used to live next to 213 projects exactly but i knew i had my first kiss right there in the closet of that and i miss it like a tear of a listed kids getting away but you know it's like the gift kid getting wasted just like so much life liquid over the streets of chicago but let's get rid of this old social construct gonna break down a lot of topics for you today here at the red pill rest so no of course we're freestyling off the top of our head thank you no id thank you jay-z thank you whoever muted out the center track you did a good job but i i still i would love to purchase this beat on vinyl please jay-z make that happen man or or release it on title <laughs> Kindness. Right, so I get red pilled myself all the time too. For instance, I, it always just trips me out. Why wouldn't Jay Z release this instrumental like on its own, its own album cut? Like, what is going on there? Where? What's the red tape hold up? You know, because if I had that kind of money and everything, I would just release my album, the instrumentals, vinyl, t-shirts, <laughs> the coffee cups. I would just do everything. So it just blows my mind that it's really a challenge to find these instrumentals and things. So anyhow, one of the other cool things that I'm looking at online is the bots and how those get used to sort of inflate the artists that you see that are big time like Twitter 
Facebook just sensations or whatever that a huge percentage of their followers are actually bots <laughs> or other aka fake followers fake followers what 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 say yeah I love that song by um the Puerto Rican Skrill school yeah so many names from South Thursday how man thank you for bringing me bringing me back with that Freesty is hard for me, you see. It's hard on the ear. Hard to discover something you want to hear. So I think I'll have a beer and go play with some reindeer and cheer about... See, I can't do it. I'm a failure. Woo! Skippy, skippy. So the reason why I get into these whole bot accounts anyway in the first place is because I was checking it out. Uh, there was this article on Entrepreneur, and basically they're talking about like sort of how the hollowness of these bot accounts and just kind of giving you an over overstanding of it. Is that they had these two accounts one that had like this sexy model and this other one that had these stock photos and what they did is they built them both up with these bot accounts that could just act like organic followers liking and engaging and even commenting and favoriting even dogging on shit just to be totally legit so after a while they both gain sort of like influencer status without actually gaining one legit human being follower <clears throat> I don't know if you picking up what I'm dropping down but there tends to be this hollowness that you will see will collapse on itself eventually so this comes to my personal philosophy here is that those that actually create, those that actually hustle, those that actually mean it, you know, they got the good talk, but they also got the good walk, the good performance, and the good diligence to keep going. Those are the ones that are actually rising to the top and got the legit followers, even if it's just a grip a handful of strong followers, ones that have been around for years. Those are the ones that are going to be the real at the end of this when this all falls down. And social media knows it. They know it. The marketers know it, too. It's all the writing is on the wall. And so that's why you're kind of seeing Twitter and Facebook and everything sort of having this soul searching, so to speak. Right. Uh, it's going to be an interesting sort of time coming up ahead. I have a little cut that I want to play from this is, I think it was a co-CEO of Facebook. I forgot his name. I'll find his name. I wouldn't know how to say it, pronounce it, and nor would you even really know how to say it, pronounce it either. I think he would say this himself. I just know him as a big old tipper. He tips. <laughs> that sounded bad. That sounded... I know this guy, he tips really big when he goes to restaurants and whatnot so uh, anyway i'm gonna play a couple of clips from this gentleman it's uh what's his face yeah see i wouldn't have gotten that right sharmath palapitiya sharmath palapitiya 
C H A M A T H space P A L I H A P I T I Y A. Dude breaks down basically what I already suspected. My gut feeling is really good about Facebook and what they were doing, what they know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's the part that I'm gonna cut to right now. We're gonna cruise back and talk about the part where social companies, social media companies are going to be doing some soul searching. Listen up. I want to bring us back to the point that you were making about exploiting consumer behavior in a consumer internet business. You said that this is a time for soul searching in social media businesses and, and you were part of building the largest one. What soul searching are you doing right now on that? I feel tremendous guilt. Um, I, think we, I think we all knew in the back of our minds even though we feigned this whole line of like, there probably aren't any really bad unintended consequences. I think in the back, deep, deep recesses of our minds, we, we kind of knew something bad could happen. But I think the way we defined it was not like this. It literally is a point now where I think we have created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works. That is truly... <laughs> created tools that are ripping apart... I think we have created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works. That is Whoa. truly where we are. And I would encourage all of you as the future leaders of the world to really internalize how important this is. If you feed the beast, that beast will destroy you. If you push back on it, we have a chance to control it and rein it in. <laughs> to control it and rein it in. And it is a point in time where people need to hard break from some of these tools and the things that you rely on. The short-term mm. dopamine-driven feedback loops that we have created are destroying <laughs> how society works. No civil discourse, no cooperation, misinformation, mistruth. And it's not an American problem. This is not about Russian ads. This is a global problem. So we are in a really bad state of affairs right now, in my opinion. It is, it is eroding the core foundations of how people behave by and between each other. Um, and I don't have a good solution. You know, my solution is I just don't use these tools anymore. My solution is I just don't use these tools anymore. I have it for years. It's yeah. created huge tension with my Preach friends. On, huge tensions in my social circles. Yeah. Um, if you look at the, if you look at like you know my Facebook feed, I probably haven't I posted maybe two times in seven years, three times, five times. Like just it's less than ten. Um, <laughs> and it's weird. I guess I kind of just innately didn't want to get programmed, and so I just turned tuned it out. But I it, innately didn't want to get programmed, so I just tuned it out. <laughs> This is so red pill. I apologize, folks. Weird. I guess I kind of just innately didn't want to get programmed, and so I just turned tuned it out. Woo. But I didn't confront. But I didn't confront. But I didn't confront. But I didn't confront. And it's weird. I guess I kind of just innately didn't want to get programmed, and so I just turned tuned it out. But I didn't confront it. And now to see what's happening, it's really, it really, it really bums me up. Think about like there were these examples where. Um, there's a hoax on WhatsApp where um, in some village in India, um, people were like afraid that their kids were going to get kidnapped, etc. And then there were these lynchings that happened as a result where people were like vigilante running around. They think they found the person and they, I mean, I mean, seriously, that's what we're dealing with. Like, that's what we're dealing with. You know, imagine like when you take that to the extreme where, you know, bad actors can now manipulate large swaths of people. To do anything you want. It's just a, it's a really, really bad state of affairs. And we compound the problem 
right? We curate our lives around this perceived sense of perfection because we get rewarded in these short-term signals, hearts, likes, thumbs up, and we can... All right, my crew, this is the part that really brings it home for me. And it's right in the face of all of us social media users, including those of us on Anchor right now. Because Anchor is still pretty bleeding edge. Just barely getting $10 million from GV. There's some new stuff, new ideas, new resources being pumped into the ecosystem as we speak. And we're seeing the results of that right now. Listen to Sharmoth talk about this mechanism that has been used in Facebook and has been used in Twitter, has been used in Instagram. Check it out. It's a really, really bad state of affairs. And we compound the problem, right? We curate our lives around this perceived sense of perfection because we get rewarded in these short-term signals, hearts, likes, thumbs up, and we conflate that with value and we conflate it with truth. And instead, what it really is, is fake, brittle popularity that's short-term and that leaves short-term more and admit it vacant and empty before you did it. Because then it forces you into this vicious cycle where you're like, what's the next thing I need to do now? Because I need it back. Think about that compounded by 2 billion people. And then think about how people react then to the perceptions of others. It's just a, it's a really bad. It's really, really bad. It sounds like you're taking deep personal responsibility also in, in being part of it. I kind of look. I did a, I did what I, I did a great job there, and I think that business overwhelmingly does positive good in the world. Where I have decided to spend my time is to take the capital that they rewarded me with, and now focus on the structural changes that I can control. I can't control that. I can control my decisions, which is I don't use this shit. Um, I can control my kids' decisions, which is they're not allowed to use this shit. Um, and then I can go focus on diabetes and education and climate change. And that's what I can do. But everybody else has to soul search a little bit more about what you're willing to do because your behaviors, you don't realize it, but you are being programmed. It was unintentional, but now you got to decide how much you're willing to give up, how much of your intellectual independence. And don't think, oh yeah, not me, I'm fucking genius, I'm at Stanford. You're probably the most likely to fucking fall for it. Because <laughs> you were fucking checkboxing your whole goddamn life. No offense, guys. That's a red pill for you right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reason why he truly sounds disturbed by all this is because he knows and he's able to articulate it for us in a way that at least I'm picking up what he's dropping down. He's basically saying it was unintentional to control your freaking mind like these algorithms are doing. This AI is doing. It was unintentional. But now that the Pandora's box has been opened, it's up to us us what we're gonna do with this and what we're gonna allow it to do and he's even saying the smart motherfuckers they're at stanford university that are used to checking boxes <laughs> are probably actually the most susceptible no offense <laughs>
but uh, I find that very interesting. So that's what is summing it up for me. Now, this last part that I'm going to show you brings it all together. Because what if this cat's already been out of the bag, quite frankly? And who is at the will? Check this out. Pop, pop, pow. Popping damn red pills. Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to Babuta, the original anchor trim master. Hey, Babuta from the Red Pill Resonance. It's Barbara J. Faison from the What Struggle podcast. I saw that you echoed my segment on being excited, and I wanted to say thank you so much for listening and echoing that I am really excited about my teachable school or my, my courses that I'm offering because it's a wonderful opportunity to share information that's impacted me, and hopefully it may help other people, and that's really what it's all about. So thank you for what you do. I'm listening to your channel and I love discovering new people. So keep on doing what you do and sharing and echoing and being a beautiful, brilliant light in this world. Just want to call and say thank you. I appreciate you. Be ever wonderful. Red Peel. <laughs> Bo, what's up? <laughs> Honey, I heard what you did with this this wave. <laughs> oh my God. I love you to put drums on it and, and remix the thing. I liked that other thing you remixed too that um it was a it was an ode to the old anchor. Anchor 1.0 <laughs> I love it, baby. You, you, you did that remix, honey. You did the thing. You hear me? <laughs> oh, baby, put it on iTunes, wherever. Just do, do you, honey. Do the thing. All right, this part is important because Shamath is talking about rubbing elbows with some important people. And check this out. Look at this new perspective. We are really scaling up what we're doing as a business, and I meet. These people that to me are so iconic that they were sort of like arm's length people that are now sitting face to face and they treat me like a quasi peer. I wouldn't say a peer, but quasi peer. But what I see is I see some amazing stuff and I see some utter dysfunction. I see some utter dysfunction in some of the richest, most important people in the world. And I have to decide how am I going to act? What am I going to embody? What am I copying? What am I not copying? And so I get a chance to now refine my um, decision making and discipline um, and it's so that, that's how I, that's how it plays out I don't know if I answered your question so what I kind of took from that in a way is that he's saying he is now mixing it up with people that he always considered like whoa never even arm's length people never even get to uh, and these people are billionaires influencers of the fucking world and he's seeing some incredible dysfunction at this level. 
Go figure, right? You ever thought you'd be dealing with that sort of mind fuckery right there? And that got me thinking, so, like, now you are in the pool with these people. You are in that same pool just because of your mentality or, or your, your ability to get money or whatever or to be an influencer yourself. So now, are you now swimming in a corrupt pool and by you being in there, are you now being poisoned, like it or not, just because of the corruption that's in that pool? That just got me thinking. It's like, that was like a, like a whole handful of red pills, or maybe someone was snorting up a red pill. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, this is where Sharmath sort of lost his train of thought, but I think the interviewer brings it back into play here. And he actually touches on sort of the deep state and the powers that be that sort of push and control all the buttons in the world. Listen to this one. This is great. There's a deep connection between money as an instrument of change and what you're doing now at Social Capital. Here's the thing. There's about 150 people that run the world. Anybody who wants to go into politics, they're all fucking puppets. Okay? <laughs> there, are, there are 150 and they're all men that run the world. Period. Full stop. They control most of the important assets. They control the money flows. And these are not the tech entrepreneurs. Now, they, they are going to get rolled over over the next five to ten years by the people that are really underneath pulling the strings. And when you get behind the curtain and see how that world works, what you realize is it is unfairly set up for them and their progeny. Now, I'm not going to say that that's something that we can rip apart. but. First order of business is I want to break through and be at that table. That's the first order of right. business. And the way that I do that is by proving that I can do what they do as well as they do it. And mm. then do it better than how they mm. do it. Because at the end of the day, they are commercial fucking animals. Okay? And they'll open the door out of curiosity and they'll let me stay because I, because I add value. And then once I'm there, I can open the door for other people who can try to do the same thing. So my entire goal now is that. Is to be in a position to aggregate enough of the capital of the world to then reallocate it against my worldview. And I'm not saying my worldview is the best or right, but it is mine. And at the end of the day, there are 150 other fucking guys with their worldview, and they don't give a shit what you think about their fucking worldview. That's the truth. And so why not me? Why not? Why not one of you? Why not? And so in my life now, I'm just kind of like, why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> Yeah, if that doesn't red pill the fuck out of you, I don't know what does. Why not me, right? I think he summed it up for me in a lot of different ways, and I think actually even red pilled my eyes in a way that I never even was looking at it quite yet, like skipped a few steps ahead. But really, he, he hit on some stuff that I'm going to have to just unpack for a while. Woo! Um, you know what? This this reminds me of a track by Otis Redding, like when you show up at your destination and you get there and you're so tired from your journey. Just that first night you just want to sleep or just have that thousand yard stare. Um, you know, that is where I am at. Yeah, I could almost see it right there, man. Uh, the sitting there. The The boats. Oh my goodness. I'll be sitting. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Red Pill Resonance. 
I'll be watching all that <clears throat> go away again. Then, you know, we'll be back again. Really soon, some way. Just sitting in the red pill or some shit, not doing good because I'm not freestyling all that good right now because I'm kind of tired. All right, crew. So, I'll catch you real soon. That was totally some deep red pills. I think I've already said that, but thank you graciously and kindly for being here. Tip your waitress and all that fun stuff. Oh. Watching the tide roll away. Sitting on a darker bay, wasting time. Look like nothing's gonna change. Everything still remains the same. I can't do what ten people tell me to do. After some heavy red pill like that, sometimes I feel like just some mindless sort of entertainment. And this is going to come as a presentation from the Anchor Kindness Repertory, blah, 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 theater company. Check it out here. It's it's Shakespeare. It's three parts. If you enjoy it, well, you're really going to enjoy it because there's three good parts for you to listen to. And then after that, if you're feeling like some more red pill, make sure you're calling us in, hitting us with your topics and whatnot. Make sure you're echoing out the segments that you like, and we're going to make sure to come around to your neck of the woods and do the same to you. We hope you enjoy the Shakespeare, and if you don't, fuck Anchor.fm Audio Kindness Repertory First Person Singular Theater Company presents Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice. Act 2, Scene 1. Belmont, a room in Portia's house. Enter Prince Morocco and his train. Portia, Nerissa, and her other attendants. Morocco. Mislike me not for my complexion. This shadow livery of the burnished sun, to whom I am a neighbor and near bred. Bring me the fairest creature, northward born, where Phobius' fire scarce thaws the icicles. And let us make incision for your love, to prove whose blood is reddest his or mine. I tell thee, lady, this aspect of mine hath feared the valiant. By my love, I swear, the best regarded virgins of my clime have loved it too. I would not change this hue, except to steal your thoughts, my gentle queen. In terms of choice, I am not solely led by nice direction of a maiden's eyes. Besides the lottery of my destiny, bars me the right of voluntary choosing. But... If my father had not scanted me and hedged me by his wit to yield myself his wife who wins me by that means I told you, yourself, renowned prince, then stood as fair 
as any comer I have looked on yet for my affection. Even for that, I thank you. Therefore, I pray you, lead me to the caskets to try my fortune by this scimitar that slew the Sophie and the Persian prince that won three fields of Sultan Solomon. I would outstare the sternest eyes that look, outbrave the heart most daring on the earth. Pluck the young suckling cubs from the she-bear. Yea, mock the lion when he roars for prey to win thee, lady. But alas, the while, if Hercules and Lykes play at dice, which is the better man, the greater throw may turn by fortune from the weaker hand. So is Alcides beaten by the page, and so may I, blind fortune leading me, miss to which one unworthier may attain and die with grieving. You must Take your chance, and either not attempt to choose at all, or swear. Before you choose, if you choose wrong, never speak to lady afterward in a way of marriage. Therefore, be advised. Nor will not. Come, bring unto me my chance. First, forward to the temple. After dinner... Your hazard shall be made. Good fortune, then, to make me blessed or cursest among men. <laughs> Thank you for enjoying Anchor.fm Audio Kindness Repertory First Person Singular Theater Company presentation of Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice. This is an appropriate time for you to mash on that clap button. And if your phone is currently tucked away in your pocket or prison purse, go ahead and give it a smack on the outside right now, just like... Oh yeah, just a smack, 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 smack. there we go. We can really feel that applause, we appreciate it. Let's just know we're going in the right direction with this. Anchor.fm Audio Kindness Repertory First Person Singular Theater Company Presentations. The next scene is going to be Act 2, Scene 2, with Lancelot Gabo. We will continue this after the beat. Thank you once again for slapping the clappies. Kind. Are you kidding me? No fail. <clears throat> they they went live. Anchor FM Audio Kindness Repertory First Person Singular Theater Company presents Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice. You guys Scene two. Venice, a street. Enter. Lancelot Gobble. 
Certainly my conscience will serve me to run from this Jew, my master. The fiend is at mine elbow and tempts me, saying to me, Garbo, Lancelot Garbo, good Lancelot or good Garbo, or good Lancelot Garbo, use your legs, take the start, run away. My conscience says, no, take heed, honest Lancelot, take heed, honest Garbo. Or as aforesaid, honest Lancelot Gobbo, do not run, scorn running with thy heels. Well, the most courageous fiend bids me pack. Via, says the fiend, away, baby, says the fiend, for the heavens. Rouse up a brave mind, says the fiend, and run. Well, my conscience, hanging about my neck of my heart, says very wisely to me, My honest friend Lancelot, being an honest man's son, or rather an honest woman's son, for indeed my father did something smack, something grow to, he had a kind of taste. Well, my conscience says, Lancelot, budge not. Budge, says the fiend. Budge not, says my conscience. Conscience, say I, you counsel well. Fiend, say I, you counsel well. To be ruled by my conscience, I should stay with the Jew, my master, who, God bless the mark, is a kind of devil. And to run away from the Jew, I should be ruled by the fiend, who, saving your reverence, is the devil himself. Certainly the Jew is the very devil incarnation, and in my conscience, my conscience is but a kind of hard conscience to offer to counsel me to stay with the Jew. The fiend gives the more friendly counsel. I will run, fiend. My heels are at your commandment. I will run. Whoa, look at him go. All right, we're going to go through the beep here. Smack on some clappies. It's pretty much hearing Lancelot running in and... It's like pow, right into old gobble. Mr. Your young man, you and pray. Whoa! Which is the way to Master Tune? Oh heavens! This is my true begotten father, who, being more than sand blind, high gravel blind, knows me not. I will try confusions with him. Master, young gentleman, I pray you, which is the way to Master Jews? Turn up on your right hand at the next turning, but at the next turning of all, on your left, Mary, at the very next turning, turn of no hand, but turn down indirectly to the Jews' house. Uh, no, my God, Sanchez, will be a hard way to hit. Can you tell me whether one Lancelot that dwells with him dwell with him or no? Talk you of young Master Lancelot? Mark me. Now will I raise the waters. Talk you of young Master Lancelot? No, sure. But a poor man's son, his father, though I say it, is an honest, exceeding poor young man. God be thanked well to live. 
Well, let his father be what a will we talked of young Master Lancelot. Your worship, friend, in Lancelot, sir. But I pray you, ergo, old man, ergo, I beseech you, talk you of young Master Lancelot. Of Lancelot, ain't pleased your mastership. Ergo, old man, talk not of Master Lancelot, father. For the young gentleman, according to fates and destinies, and such odd sayings, the sisters three, and such branches of learning, is indeed deceased. Or as you would say in plain terms, gone to heaven. Mary, God forbid, the boy was the very staff of my age, my very prop. Do I look like a cudgel or a hovel post, a staff or a prop? Do you know me, father? Alec, the day I know you not, young gentleman, but I pray you, tell me, is my boy, God rest his soul, alive or dead? Do you know me not, father? Alack, sir, I am shan blind. I know you not. Nay, indeed, if you had your eyes, you might not fail. Or, knowing me is something that a wiser father that knows his own child. Well, old man, I will tell you news of your son. Give me your blessing. Truth will come to light. Murder cannot be hid long. A man's son may, but in end, truth will out. Pray you, sir, stand up. I am sure you are not Lancelot, my boy. Pray you, let's have no more fooling about it, but give me your blessing. I am Lancelot, your boy that was, your son that is, your child that shall be. I cannot think you are my son. I know not what I shall think of that, but I am Lancelot, the Jew's man, and I am sure Marjorie, your wife, is my mother. Her name is Marjorie indeed. I'll be sworn if thou be Lancelot, thou art mine own flesh and blood. Lord, worships mighty be, but a beard hast thou got. Thou hast more hair on thy chin than Dubbin, my fillhorse, has on his tail. <laughs> It should seem, then, that Dubbin's tail grows backward. I am sure he had more hair on his tail than I have on my face when I last saw him. Lord, how art thou changed? How dost thou and thy master agree? I have brought him a present. How agree you now? Well, well, but for mine, on part as I have set up my rest to run away, so I will not rest till I have run some ground. My master's a fairy Jew. Give him a present, give him a halter. I am famished of his service. You may tell every finger I have with thy ribs. Father, I am glad you are come. Give me your present to one master Bassanio, who indeed gives rare new liveries if I serve not him, I will run as far as God has any ground. Oh, rare fortune, here comes the man to him, father. 
For I am a Jew if I serve the Jew any longer. You may do so, but let it be so hasted that supper may be ready by the farthest by five of the clock. See these letters delivered, put the libraries to making, and desire Gracio to come upon to my lodging. To him, Father. God bless your worship. Gramercy, what is you at with me? Here's my son, the poor boy. We thank you kindly for enjoying this presentation of Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice. Brought to you by Anchor.fm Audio Kindness Repertory First Person Singular Theater Company. You know how they present. If you are enjoying this content, make sure you're making your voice heard by slapping on them clappies. You know what I mean. Smash on that applause button way too many times. Go crazy with it. There you go. And we thank you for that. We're out of here for now. Keep us alive. Keep the lights on. Feel free to drop a tip in the old tip cap there. We appreciate you. And now they give him three joints of Yucca Flats Yellow. You know, radioactive grass. You know, comes, comes in a lead box. They got to roll it with mechanical hands and everything like that. You know, the roach glows in the dark. You know. And they ask him how he enjoyed it. Oh, I, I had a bummer. My, my, I didn't dig it, man. I had these fantasies of taking my wife and putting her in the garbage crusher. Crusher, crusher. It was a horror, man. I, you know, I, I didn't dig it. You know. Mainly because he got high with 200 wires on his head under fluorescent lights, you know. Like a nice atmosphere to get high in, like laying at the meat counter at Bart, 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 you know. starts lying on your back with your feet together arms along sides now following the floor bring both arms slowly out to shoulder level one two three four now high above head to the count of four one two three four now up over chest to the count of four one two three four then four back to the sides. One, two, three, four. Oh, 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 oh.